You're listening to the Brandy Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 60. What's crack a my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. So, what's good? As I'm recording this, it's actually like kind of sunny and warm outside, so I have a window open, so hopefully you won't hear too much extra background noise, but um, I am loving this. I am a summer baby through and through. I'm not really a summer. I wasn't born in the summer. I was born in March, so spring, but... I love the summer. I love warm weather. I'm here for today's weather after it has been so cold lately. So anyway, I have a window open. So if you hear any like random background noise, that's probably what it is, but it should be okay. I just am loving the fresh air today. Anyway, so I have begun to notice a common trend that every time I ask you guys questions or if I put like a question box up on my Instagram or whatever platform, um, it has occurred to me that a lot of you feel stuck in your business because you feel like the market is too saturated. And the last time I did this, I can't remember which account I posted it on, but someone specifically said, how do you grow in a saturated market or how do you thrive or stand out in a saturated market now you what does this mean like what does a saturated market mean it probably just means that you're in some type of industry that a lot of other people are also in and you might have a lot of competition so with that i say let's talk about it we're gonna make an entire podcast episode about it uh because i know so many of you are having the same exact struggle so that's what we're doing today uh yeah let's get into it let's talk about what it means to stand out in a saturated market Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Okay, listen, the world is changing and video is becoming more and more crucial in any small business's marketing strategy. And trust me, I get it. Video is scary as heck. And coming from a photographer, I chose photos for a reason, y'all, because video just feels like a whole other freaking ball game. I mean, I barely get ready on a daily basis as it is, but now you're telling me I'm supposed to show my face on stories and make reels and TikToks and all the things, or even just take a picture of myself and post it on my feed? Yeah. But hear me out, showing up on video or in any format for that matter does not have to be a traumatizing or cringy experience. In fact, it can be really fun and it's one of the greatest ways to connect with your audience, no matter what your industry is. And connecting with your audience will eventually turn into more sales, which means more moolah in your pocket, which we could all use, right? So here's the dealio. I am hosting a free five-day challenge on this exact topic. That's right, a challenge where you can come alongside me as I walk you through methods, strategies, prompts, and more on how to show up for your people so they'll continue to show up for you. Did I mention it's free? What do you have to lose? So to sign up for the challenge and get all the details, head to sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge. That's sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge, all one word. I'll see you over there. 
So I first got my start in business as a photographer and back then and honestly even more so now, the photography industry, specifically the wedding photography industry, is a super saturated and overflowing industry. Everywhere you look, there is a new photographer popping up and that could feel really intimidating for somebody who is wanting to get started, hasn't gotten started yet, or just got started into it. And maybe that's how you feel about your industry, even if it's not photography. I think creating industries in general tend to be really saturated because like they're fun right like everybody loves wants to do something creative I mean not everybody but a lot of people want to do something creative with their lives and um, they're really passionate about that so I think those industries can tend to get very saturated so does that mean that you just shouldn't go into an industry just because it's busy well I'll give you the answer it's no that does not mean that you shouldn't do it just because a lot of other people are doing it or if you feel like oh everyone else does that like what's the point in me doing it think about this why would like a burger king open a restaurant right next to a mcdonald's in the same parking lot same shopping center all that when they sell basically the same food and it's relatively the same price why would they think that they could open up shop when there is a comp- like literally competition right next door <laughs> and there's so much competition just in the world i mean think about how many fast food restaurants there are that sell the same type of stuff burger king carl's jr mcdonald's wendy's i almost said chick-fil-a but chick-fil-a is on its own pedestal of greatness so <laughs> anyway Why would they decide to open up when there's competition? Well, for one, it's about cost and demand. But even more importantly than that, it's about building a brand. There is a certain type of person who would rather purchase food from Burger King versus McDonald's and vice versa. Personally, I'm team McDonald's. Burger King is gross. Uh, People are going to choose one over the other because of how a certain brand makes them feel. So naturally, people are going to feel more connected to one or the other for, I mean, it could be a variety of reasons, whatever that might be. Maybe they just like the branding of McDonald's better. They like the colors of it better. It could be a visual thing or it could be the way that they advertise in commercials. It could be, I mean, so many reasons and so many things, but you know, Burger King has their little character. McDonald's has a character. There's so many things that where there are similarities, they're also very different and they stand out in their own way. And there's a reason why, like me, I'm team McDonald's. I would not go to Burger King if I had a choice between the two. So let me ask you, how do you differentiate yourself from your competition and why should someone buy from you or comment on your post or choose to work with you instead of the other people? The answer is not, oh, you should just take better photos if you're a photographer or, oh, you need to get different colored shirts if you are a clothing boutique or something. The golden ticket to making yourself stand out in a saturated market is you. And this will sound like the most simple thing ever, but it's oftentimes the most difficult things that we are going to do as business owners trying to build this brand. I know it is so cringy when people are like, oh, just be your most authentic self. Like, I want to puke just thinking about it because I hate that word. The word authentic is just, I'm over it. I hate that word. (laughs) But 
I don't know what else to use. So here we are. You can even see this type of method being implemented into your own life and your own consumer habits. Why did you choose to buy that new dress that you just got from the particular store that you did? Or even more simple than that, why did you choose to buy a plain white t-shirt from that bougie boutique in the mall instead of grabbing the exact same white t-shirt from Walmart? What, like, why is that? It's because you have this connection that was made with that particular store, whether it be the way that they made you feel when you were shopping there or the vibes that they give off or, I mean, whatever. (laughs) I'm so trendy. Look at me using the word vibes. (laughs) Whatever it might be, you are drawn to that store over other stores for a reason. People will always drive farther and spend more money when they feel like they are more connected to a brand. So anytime you get nervous about wanting to raise your prices or you feel like people just aren't going to be willing to pay for whatever or they're not going to be willing to travel to you or whatever that might be, you have to understand that no, not everybody will, but there is your specific group of people that you want to sell to, that you want to work with, your group of people, your crew, they are willing to do those things and you just have to be able to find them and have them find you. So how do you show up? How do you get on Instagram and start showing your personal life and talking about things that make you you and trying to make yourself stand out just by being who you are when you feel like your life is not Instagrammable, it is not aesthetic, it is not beautiful, you don't have this perfectly curated home with minimal walls and and beautiful color palettes, you have you know, toys from your toddler scattered all across the floor. You have dog hair uh, over all your clothes or whatever that might look like for you. Dog hair is a real, real thing in my house for sure. Um, and there's so much truth to that, right? Like everybody thinks, oh, you have to have this mo- this super aesthetic, beautiful life in order to actually show up on Instagram. But the truth of the matter is like that is not the case. You do not have to have this like perfect vision of a life in order for people to like you or to follow you. In fact, people are more likely to connect with you when you don't come off as this perfect human being. If you come off and show the messy middle, if you show, hey, like, you know, my life is not perfect. Look at my kitchen counters. I have stuff all over them and the floors haven't been mopped in three weeks and whatever that might be, (laughs) you know, you have a screaming kid in the background. That, all of that, that feels like chaos and messy and like hard to show, that is what people are actually going to connect with. And that is what makes you relatable and what people are going to say, wow, she's like a real human being. We're like the same person. (laughs) So again, think about your own habits, your social media habits. What do you do when you log on to an app and you start scrolling? How many times do you log on to Instagram and watch a complete stranger's stories as they're showing you how they make their morning coffee? Why is it that you're so drawn to such a simple thing? Like, why do you care? What What do you care, like, how they make their coffee? And the answer is different for everybody. And it could be, it doesn't have to be morning coffee if that doesn't actually interest you. But whatever it might be, I can guarantee there's some type of stranger on the internet that you likely follow that you love watching them do some really simple mundane things for, like, no apparent reason. And, but, but you feel connected. You feel drawn to that. 
or when you get sucked into the vortex of Instagram reels and you're mindlessly scrolling and you end up watching two hours of dancing videos on <laughs> reels, even though you would never in your life make a dancing video, just because something may not be 100% what you would do or something that like you personally have in your life doesn't mean that you don't find it interesting. I would never go skydiving in my life, but I like watching videos of people skydiving. I don't know. That was kind of a weird example, but you know what I mean? Like you can be connected to things that you don't even personally do. You just need to think of this next time that you're, you know, trying to convince yourself to show up on Instagram stories or post a video or something and you hold yourself back going, oh, nobody cares. This isn't interesting to anybody else. You have to understand that Yes, it is. To somebody, they like to see the, those things. They want to see that behind the scenes look at your life and those tiny little mundane things that we take for granted that we think no one cares about. You have to understand that people do care about those things. They like getting to see the real you. So get on there. Talk about your screaming baby. Talk about your dog barking. Talk about <laughs> how you haven't cleaned your house in a week, whatever that might be. Um, but get on there and don't be afraid to be a little vulnerable. Don't be afraid to just be real. Be your true self. Now, on another note, Think about when you scroll by a post that you for certain know is like an ad and, you know, somebody's trying to sell you something and that's super apparent. The majority of people are going to scroll past said ad or they're going to log off or whatever to get away from it because being sold directly to constantly just feels really yucky. And this is how people are going to feel if the only thing you are ever doing is talking about your business and what you sell. If someone stumbles across your profile and is not ready to buy from you, the first thing that they're going to want to do is engage with you as a human, not as a salesy robot. Now, as you get bigger and you grow and things change and evolve, there's so many different things that could happen. You'll see bigger accounts, like maybe a bigger online boutique. All they do is post like the next thing they have for sale and people will buy it up because they've already established that brand. But if you are just getting started and you don't have those connections with people, they are not going to know why they should buy from you versus that big established brand. They need to know that you are different. Like, why should they come to you versus this other brand selling the same thing? And the answer is you. That's why you have to show up. So I don't know if you guys know who Jasmine Starr is. She's amazing, by the way. But she refers to personal content, like any content you put out that's about you or revolves around you, as sticky content. Um, AKA, this is like the type of content that keeps people around for more. They want to stay. They want to learn more about you. And I'm just going to jump back on to my soapbox for a minute. But let's pretend that you are a workout instructor or maybe you actually are I don't know do your thing girl anyway let's say that you want to start booking more clients for your workout program that you offer but all you do on social media is talk about how to book you and the next sale you have going on and buy this and buy that and that's what every single post seems like and it's the phrasing that's coming off is just kind of you're you're just selling to your followers like left and right and that is not good they are not going to like that they are not going to want to buy from you because every time you post especially if you post very sporadically if you're not consistent I feel like I see this a lot is people 
won't post consistently. They will, you know, maybe post a, a day or two in a row and then they'll fall off and they won't post for like a week and then they come back and they post another day or two in a row. And every time they post, they feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted anything in a while. So I better post about like a sale or something. So then if somebody comes across your profile and they start scrolling through your profile, every single photo that you have is a sales post because you you know that you spread them out over a period of time. But somebody who just found your profile, it's like every single post back to back to back to back to back. All it's talking about is what you sell or what offer you have and you're providing no extra value other than buy this from me. So why should somebody pay you for these services? So let's go back. If you're that workout instructor, why should someone pay you for your services and your expertise when they could easily log on to like YouTube and watch hundreds, I mean, hundreds of thousands of free workout videos at home? What are you offering to them that makes them say, dang, I would love to pay her literally anything to be my instructor? Because you have to understand no matter no matter what it is that you sell or what you do, there's a free version of it online. There is, if you're a photographer, there is free advice on YouTube there is, you know, people people can go buy fancy cameras themselves these days. And I know that's a whole big argument, but, um, you know, there's so many things that you can learn online for free. So it's your job as the service provider or as the business owner to show people why you're worth the value, why you're worth what you charge. And again, the answer to this, why you are worth it, why they should pay you is because of you, who you are. In my own business, some of my most like engaging pieces of content or things that get people the most involved with me and my brand are the things that have nothing to do with my business. The pieces of content that drive the most traffic a lot of times have nothing to do with what I sell or the offers that I have. But guess what they do have? They're all about me for the most part. Like, and I know that can sound weird and it can feel really narcissistic maybe, but it's the truth. People want to know about you. People care about you. So now that I've gone on this like big long tangent and I've jumped on my soapbox a million times already, I want to, I'm a very tangible tip type of person. I like lists. I like things written out for me in list format. So I did this for you, for anybody that <laughs> thinks the same way that I do. So I'm going to give you kind of some step-by-step processes, if you will, that I've put together um, and just some different ways that you can stand out in a saturated market. So the first one is to empower and not to compete. So yes, in business, you're going to have competition. This is a given. You can't escape it. Like I, I think it's we're doing ourselves kind of a disservice when as business owners, we're like, oh, it, community over competition, like all the time. Like not saying that I don't agree with that statement. I think that's that's a amazing statement. But the fact of the matter is there is competition. You will have competition. What I think the difference is, is it is true that like, yes, you have competition. But instead of constantly trying to shove those people down, like push your competition down and like try to step all over them, <laughs> try instead 
working with them, collaborating with them and lifting them up and helping them out because this is going to build connection for you and it's great for networking and networking in business is huge for growth. There's kind of this like saying in the business world, like, I mean, I don't know if it's really a saying, more of just like an idea, but that, you know, if you know the right people, like you'll be successful. Like you can find success just by meeting the one right person. Like the right opportunity could fall in your lap just because you decided to connect with that random person at the grocery store. So you never know what could happen. So take that competition that is, yes, your competition. Like that that is just what they are. But you can, instead of like looking at them as, oh, I have to beat them and punch them and kick them into the dirt, you can instead shift your mindset on that a little bit and work with them and try to grow with them. Uh, The second thing is to be willing to pivot in your business when it's necessary. So for me personally, I had to be willing to pivot my photography business and photo shoots and all that to now where I'm at, where I do a lot more coaching and educational type content. So I saw that the photography market was filling up and I specifically was doing a lot of Western content, Western weddings, and I specifically branded myself as a Western wedding photographer. Well, shortly later, and I'm not saying I was like the starting of this by any means, but it just seemed like all of a sudden then left and right here and there people were popping up as western wedding photographers and at first I was like annoyed about it and I was like oh my gosh like this sucks everybody's doing what I'm doing like this industry you know this specific niche in this industry is getting more and more um saturated and filling up and it's harder to stand out but instead of like letting that get to me and getting the best of me I decided to just roll with it and I decided that I would instead build another business that actually helps those people those up-and-coming photographers and business owners find success like I did so I can still you know there's plenty of room at the top there is business for everybody you know there's never going to be too many wedding photographers western wedding photographers whatever that might be um you know we're all we'll all have clients and things like that but you have to be able to pivot. I saw this opportunity of, you know what, I can actually shift out of this into another industry that is a little bit more scalable and it allows me to connect with other photographers and like-minded people that do what I do and we can connect over this thing that we love doing and I can help them find growth and success, which is really fulfilling for me as well. So the third thing is to be humble enough to fail often, fail fast, and fail forward. And I'm sure that is like a quote somewhere, but I have no idea who said it. I just know that when you are willing to allow yourself to fail, you are allowing yourself to grow. You have to be willing in business to take risks and be willing to go out on a limb and do things that nobody else is doing. And risk the fact that you might fall flat on your face and fail and it might not work, but it might work. It might, you never know what could happen. So I think you have to be willing to take those failures and use them to launch you forward instead of hold you back. And the truth of the matter is you're probably going to fail a lot. Like it just is what it is. I can't even begin to tell you how many mistakes I wish I could go back and change, but they are part of my growth and where I got to be, uh, to how I got to be to where I'm at today. Uh, The fourth thing 
is to not be a carbon copy of someone else. So you could do the same things as someone else. You could offer the same type of service or sell the same type of product, but don't just hit copy and paste on their entire business. This is not making you stand out. It's causing you to blend in even more. So an example of this would be Share things that no one else is sharing. Talk about things that no one else is talking about. And this could be in the form of tips, tricks, offering freebies, guides, giving out industry secrets, um, etc. If you want to grow your like boutique, you could offer styling tips and talk about the ins and outs of your business and the nitty gritty details. Just going on there and talking about different success habits and, and tricks that you've done to get certain types of lighting or or how to take a photo a certain way or give it a certain look or a certain edit to it. If you talk about these things, th those are things that not everybody is talking about. What you don't want to do is go on and see what every photographer is doing because I used to make this mistake when I first got started is I'd find somebody that I really admired and I looked up to them and then I would go and pretty much just copy what they did. I would talk the way that they talked. I would try to use the same type of editing that they used. I would try to do the things that they were doing, have my website look the same as theirs and all that was doing was making me blend in more. I Here I am thinking it's going to help me find success, but it's really just making you fall beneath the cracks and, and look like everybody else. Um, the fifth thing is to niche down. So I talked a little bit about niching down earlier, but... This is where you want to find your voice for your specific people. Niching down is not being just a wedding photographer. Like, I think people get a little confused as to what this really means. So they take photography as a whole and they say, okay, I'm a photographer, but my niche is wedding photography. Well, that's not really a niche. That's like a whole industry. So, or they say I'm in the health industry or I'm, I'm you know, in the wellness industry. I mean, that is so open-ended. So, you know, and even something a little bit more specific saying you're like a Western boutique, that's not, it, it, it's not deep enough. I think you could go deeper with that. So niching, really niching down would be calling yourself like a one-stop Western fashion shop that helps busy moms look stylish with a baby on their hip while working out on the ranch. This is very clear. Um, it's a very clear indication of what type of business you are. You're a Western boutique. You sell Western fashion clothing, but for a specific type of person, for those busy moms who don't have a lot of time to put together an outfit, but they still want to look cute. They are chasing their kids around all day. They want to look somewhat put together. And they also live out on, you know, a ranch and they, they have to work and they have to go do things. So it has to be sustainable and, and functional for those kinds of things as well. So that is a very clear niche. That is a very specific niche. And you have to understand that I know this kind of scares people. The idea of getting so specific freaks people out because they think like, oh, that's going to push people away. Like if I get too specific, that's going to drive people away. Yes, but that is a good thing. Attracting and repelling, I've talked about it before, but is not a bad thing. I would rather people like instead of having people floating around in like the middle or like the gray area, just like floating along, like not really sure what to do. I would rather people come across your page or your brand and either say, hell yes, like this is for me, like this is what I want, or mm, no, I don't want this. I don't want any part of this. And even the naysayers, the ones that are like, nope, not for me, like 
that's a good thing. Like, get get, get rid of them. You don't need them. Like, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means that your brand isn't for them. That is not what they are looking for. And that is okay because you only want to serve the people that are there, like, full-heartedly, like, your biggest fans. So again, another, like, niching down example would be you could be a western wedding photographer for easygoing down-to-earth ranchy couples or rodeo couples or if you're an elopement photographer you could be a lake tahoe specific mountain elopement photographer um and you know you might have to define what elopement means because that i feel like is kind of evolving too as the world changes um, I, another title that I have is that I'm a marketing coach for Western women who want to grow their brand online while still being able to help out on the ranch and take care of their families. Um, so there's so many ways that you can really break this down and some of it's for your actual copy that you're using, your verbiage that you're putting out into the world, like that you can say for people to see and find and say yes for me, no, not. But some of it also is just for you to keep in the back of your mind on who you're serving because that's going to help when you have that clear niche and that clear sentence that describes what you do and who you are, that's going to help you create content around that idea that actually serves those people better. Um, and then my last point that I have is pretty simple and straightforward, but it is to not be so boring. <laughs> Don't be vanilla, sis. Um, and that's kind of just some tough love for you because the truth of the matter is like, okay, this is a bit of an, uh, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit, but it's kind of like an opinion, right? Because I just said like, don't be boring. And that means something different to everybody. But what I mean by that is like, let's take Gary V for example. He is a very like in your face, says it how it is uh, kind of person. And a lot of people don't like him for that specific reason. They think he's too much, he's too loud, he's too aggressive. They don't like his approach. But for those same exact reasons, a lot of people really love him. A lot of people love that he's so brutally honest and he's not afraid to speak his mind. So you have to figure out what your brand is, whether that be more aggressive or more empathetic or more bubbly or more quiet and calm. And that doesn't, if you choose to be more on the calm, like, simple side of things like more mellow that doesn't mean boring I think a lot of people assume that in order to be fun and to stand out as a brand and to connect with people you have to be like super crazy and bubbly my personality tends to be a lot bigger it tends to be more loud and outgoing you don't have to be like that to find success because not everybody resonates with this loud bubbliness that I have a lot of people are turned off by it and they're like uh no I don't don't too much energy for me I don't want it and that's okay like you're not my people and that's cool like I hope you find your people because they're out there everybody has a group you know there there are people just like you you just gotta find them so this could be everything from even if you if you are the type of person that cusses a lot if you <laughs> are the type of person that swears like a sailor um or you never have said a swear word in your life um that's kind of part of your brand too some people really love that they love the 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 vibe that comes with that like the type of person that's not afraid to drop an f-bomb in the middle of <laughs> whatever it is that they do but some people hate that they don't want that um just just remember, it's important to be who you are and to just own it, whatever that might be. 
don't be afraid of pushing people away because while you might be pushing some away, you're just bringing more into your circle. So that I think is all I have for you. I really kind of just like, that was like a one take podcast episode. Normally I kind of record these in chunks, but I don't even think I'm going to go back and like edit that much. I feel like I just talked pretty consistently the whole time. That was pretty legit. Go me. Um, I had a lot to say on this subject, clearly. Uh, so I hope you guys found this valuable. And let me know. Go on Instagram. Send me a message or comment on like my most recent post. Uh, what you learned from this. What your favorite part of this was. Take a screenshot of you listening to this. And tag me on Instagram at Brandy Cowgirl Podcast so I can share it. Uh, you can also tag my personal Instagram at Mrs. Sarah Elrod if you want. Um, obviously follow on both platforms so we can hang. Join the Facebook group for the podcast because that's kind of like our little homie hangout space. Um, Brandy Cowgirl Podcast Insiders on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I really got for you guys right now. So I hope you have a great day. I love you guys and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.